0: Our text this morning is the, uh, the Gospel reading, Luke 13. Uh, I'm gonna go back and review a couple of verses. Looks like we're kind of starting in the middle of 32. Uh, it says, behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow and the third day I finish my course. Nevertheless, I must go on my way today and tomorrow and the day following for it cannot be that a prophet should perish away From Jerusalem I um, was remembering as I listened to these things that uh, well let me just ask did any of you ever get uh, punished at school in your lifetime most of the men will say yes I think that happened and most of the women will say I'm not telling but uh, I, it happened to me on occasion. I, I remember one time, uh, I think I was in sixth grade, the, I was running around in the classroom, the teacher wasn't there yet, and I whacked some kid upside the head, just fooling around, and, uh, and then you know she came in right at that moment. And that got me paddled, which was really enjoyable. Uh, but the rule of my house uh, was that if I got punished at school, I got punished at home. I think probably a lot of you have heard that sort of thing before. So, I mean, there are really two ways to handle a thing like that. Uh, there's a at least a tiny chance that your parents are not going to hear about such a thing, except I had a friend who wanted to make sure they knew. And, and uh, he kept calling and calling. You know, eventually I had to deal with it, but... Uh, you, you only have a couple of ways to deal with it you can either try to hide it, which never worked on my mother because she knew everything she still does it's kind of a nuisance that way uh, but uh the other thing is I suppose you could just sort of admit it and get it over with but uh the 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 difficult part of that really is that if if there's uh if you if they uh, find out later. I mean, if you, if you didn't tell them and they find out later, then you're going to have more problems. But then there's the other part. I mean, if there's no punishment when you get home, then the other problem is that you never really are done with it. So you're sort of stuck with it until they find out, which they're going to find out anyway, because stuff like that shows up on report cards and other kids talk. And my sister knew everything as well. And she wasn't going to let that pass. So I knew it was going to come. But if you don't, if you don't let it come, then you're never done. You're never at relief. you never, uh, not only are you not punished, but you're also not forgiven and let off the, the horrible hook that you're stuck on. And, and see, this is kind of like what's going on here with, um, with Jesus. There are, there are two possibilities here for Jesus. He could, uh, well... I guess you could have to say there's two for the people of Jerusalem as well. Uh, The the people in Jerusalem um, here, we see the Pharisees talking to Jesus saying, you should go away from here because Herod wants to kill you. So uh, the Pharisees want him gone. uh, And maybe just maybe they were telling it straight and Herod wanted him gone too. It's hard to tell about that sort of thing. Uh, Or uh, their other choice would have been say, yep, this is Messiah and and we accept him, receive him as such. Uh, And and theoretically, that would mean their salvation has come to town. But then again, also God has come to town and then they got to deal with who they really are as opposed to what they want to say they are. So they got their two choices. Jesus has two choices as well. He could have left and left them to whatever it is that they desired to deal with. Uh, but he didn't. His other choice was to go on and continue doing what he said, uh, which he said he cannot help but do. He has to do that. Um, but, you know, the, the, the downside of that is if Jesus goes on and keeps doing what he's doing, then the people that don't like him are going to have uh, have him in a corner one of these days and you know how this ends we heard a death threat here theoretically at least from the Pharisees about Herod uh, uh, nobody here um, in the end nobody changed their minds Jesus decided to keep going and these guys decided to keep hating him uh, and you already know how this comes out uh, when we get to Jerusalem in the end Um the impossible thing in all this is receiving Jesus as Savior. Uh, I, I said it's impossible. Uh, and, you know, of course, then, and yet here we sit. When, when I say impossible, I mean, you, you can't do it by yourself. You don't, you don't have it in you to, to want Jesus in yourself. You don't have that. Uh, Jerusalem couldn't do it. No one else can do it either. It's not possible for you to receive Jesus properly by yourself, which seems kind of horrible. But if if Jesus is so determined to to go to a cross, uh, and and, uh, you have to suppose that being the Son of God, he doesn't really have any uh, personal need to go to a cross. If he could have stayed in heaven and stayed alive and uh, stayed perfectly, happily, holy where he was, But if if he didn't do that, if he's determined to go to a cross, well, then that has to mean something. Um, And and there is where our difficulty lies. It is really hard to look at the something that got him to the cross, that wanted him to go there. It means, ultimately, uh, the same thing that that the Pharisees had problems with. It means that you're a sinner. If he had to go there, and he says it's about forgiveness, then that means that you are a sinner, that you should be condemned, that you should die miserably in hell. I mean, that's, that's what you should get. Uh, he had to do this to forgive you. So, so if you see Jesus as savior, you also have to receive the truth about yourself, that you are a condemned, Sinner, the Pharisees couldn't do that. Their whole life depended on them doing everything that God said they're supposed to do because they had fallen out of the the exile to Babylon they went there because they were sinful and they didn't listen to God. And so they don't want to do that again. So they have to be perfect in their own eyes. So they deny their sinfulness. And Herod was a king, he certainly has to deny it. Because if he's messing up, and see, the the worst part is, they they all work for God, one way or another, and they're kind of aware of that. The Pharisees don't work for themselves. They look after the people of God for God. So if they're sinners, and if they're messing that up, then they're going to have to deal with the Savior, who comes and says, you're messing that up. I, uh, and you, and they all have to, if they're going to accept Jesus as Messiah, they have to say, I am a sinner. I mess up. I should die. I must be condemned. That's part of taking Jesus as Messiah. Human beings cannot do this. It's not in us to do it. You cannot do this alone. Would you like to, uh, you know, if you think about this a little bit, would you like very much to confirm for yourself the, uh, your necessary condemnation and your well deserved hellfire for yourself? Is this the sort of thing you just love to do? Is it a thing that you would like to do? To say that about yourself? You can see why that's difficult. But it's the truth. It's the truth that we have to look at honestly in the season of Lent. Now, you heard that Pharisees don't want Jesus in Jerusalem. Uh, and if they're right, you uh, You have to say the same thing about Herod. He doesn't want him there either, because he makes them look bad to the people, because you know if he's right, then they're sinners. <laughs> and if he's wrong, then well, then there's no reason to pay any attention. But Jesus wants to gather up, he says here, in all compassion, he wants to gather up his people, to protect them from the desolation, from the condemnation, from the the forsakenness that they would have as a matter of consequence to sin. He wants to take care of them, but they won't do it. And sin always ends the same. It only has one outcome. There's only one thing that gets called the wages of sin and, and uh, death and hellfire are what follow upon sin. That's what's stuck. So to come to Jesus means awareness of the truth of that, of sins and desolation that should follow. And so they would not come. No one does that without help. As Christ says, you would not see him unless you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, (laughs) interestingly though, you all have said that already today a couple of times. Uh, And you say it uh, easily. I know that you recognize the blessedness of a coming king who is our Savior, Jesus Christ. You say that. You mean it. You believe that. So you can tell it's him. You can believe and accept that it's him. You say that by faith, though, and which is not yours. Faith can come only to you by the Holy Spirit and by the salvation that Jesus has brought you. He provides for the forgiveness and the Holy Spirit provides you with faith so that your salvation is yours. When you know forgiveness, you can accept your sinfulness, you can look at it honestly and in peace. And until you can do that, you have to deny. Jesus was determined to reach his goal, to die for you, to rise from death for you to raise you up yourself in his victory over death, and he promises you eternal life. These things he was determined to do, even if it cost him his life, which of course he knew it would. If he had not inspired the faith that received those truths, the spirit that's in you is the one that causes you to believe if it weren't for those, you couldn't come. You could not come. But Christ has saved you, and so you have indeed come. <clears throat> Verse 32 is interesting. He says, uh, the third day I finished my course, which brings to mind two real quick things. <laughs> well, he says the third day, what does that always bring you to think about? Well, it always brings you to think about resurrection, because that happened on the third day. Uh, and, and he also says, I, I finish my course. Now you can't see it here because your, your Greek is probably uh, slacking a little bit, but it's, it says uh, he finishes his course. That's what this is translated like. But what it says is, I finish. I finish. Now that is interestingly exactly what he says on the cross. Uh, uh, ex- he says, It is finished. It's the same exact word here, on the third day he finishes. So on that third day, all is complete. You have your forgiveness in his death on Friday, you have his resurrection and his resurrection on Sunday and his eternity that's been promised you has already begun. Uh, You can't get any more finished than that. You have these things. The Holy Spirit has provided them to you and your salvation is entirely secure in Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.